My name is Fraser. My name is Mark. And we are the hosts of the Geekiest Show Alive. To the outside world, we're ordinary geeks. But in the fab international studios, we talk comics and find other geeks just like us. This is Geek of the Week. Welcome to Geek of the Week. We're on issue 17 with your regular hosts, Fraser and Mark. I'm Fraser. And I'm Mark. So, guys, we've had uh, a nice, interesting um, week for the show. Um, we've actually started doing more YouTube videos, uh, recorded anyway. Well. We're doing some, um, so Thursdays, sort of, we've kind of got into a routine now of like, Monday's going to be where the news is, Tuesday's pull or pass. Wednesday's typically trade-off, you know, we're still catching up on a few backdated ones, the nice little throwback, so if you want to mm-hmm. go back and listen to when we were a younger younger show. Younger. Yeah. Um, but Thursdays are sort of, we've got some comics compared, but obviously we don't ha- really have time for comics compared anymore, which is very sad for me personally. Meh. But those Thursdays are sort of just going to be, they're going to be some cat Extra day. Extra, yeah, it's like an extra day, so there's going to be comics compared. Once we're done with all of them, I might do some more as well for some extra ones. There's also going to be extra trades off, so until we get caught up. We've also done some pretty cool stuff, like starting this week, we did uh, trailer reactions. We've gone, gone we into that. the react sort of thing. We'll talk about that in a bit, though, because that's part of the news as well. Well, that's, well, I wanted to get out of the way here, and then that way we can just talk about the when it's the news. We just focus on the news. news okay, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know that guys, girls and geeks of all kind, that that's available now. He also made me watch memes. Yeah. So that's, that's, which uh, I didn't enjoy. That's exciting stuff for the future. But um, now let's <laughs> shift away from memes and let's get on to some news. Spider-Man. So you know with the sounds of J. Jonah Jameson that it's time for the news on Geek of the Week. And there was a big sporting event. Uh, the Super yeah. Bowl happened. Uh, I, I've been made aware that it's not a bowl used by Superman and his super family. It's also not where you get a big cereal bowl, you throw all your superhero action figures in, shake it all about, and then the last one <laughs> in there wins. You know, so like a Royal Rumble. It's actually in a... I'm going to put an emphasis on this. An American football event well yeah that's exactly which what is, it is empty which is nothing really for us but what is exciting for us is they always have cool trailers they do all about the trailers and i genuinely think some people are more interested in what happens during the half time than the actual super bowl these days uh, from my experiences watching how i met your mother lily and robin were always into the halftime show there's more like there's it, they make a big event of it there's like music obviously like beyonce bruno mars and all them do maroon fans have Coldplay, whatever you're into, they yeah. sort of they perform on there, so they do make a big spectacle out of it, which is pretty cool. But I, I couldn't be I couldn't be less interested in the Super Bowl, I did, but I did want to see some trailers. I did have a bad experience once. I went to uh, I watched it at university, and I was thinking that the UK. Um, broadcaster would show the trailers the same way the Americans wanted. No. no, so I watched the whole Super Bowl. Couldn't even tell you who was playing. No trailers. And then me and my mate went back and went, do you want to go watch trailers on YouTube? And went, yeah. 
and you just do that now. It's just so much easier. <laughs> just wake up the next day. <laughs> I'm, not, yeah, so the two... I'm not interested in the American football at all. Exactly. So the two trick, you're barely interested in the uh, the rest of the world football. Proper football. <laughs> at least that's proper football where they kick rather than hold. Exactly. But we've talked too much about sports for this. This ain't why you're here. No. You're here for the Captain Marvel TV spot. Well, maybe less so that. But the Endgame TV spot as well. So what was your thoughts and feelings on these... Well, well, here's Two the thing. TV spots. You, you might be taking the mickey there, but um, there is an element of everyone was waiting for Endgame and Captain Marvel kind of got overlooked. Second it, time it's happened, you know. Yeah, and, and, you know, are they releasing them too close to each other? Well, that's their, I think that's their issue with it because they're releasing the two films so close to each other. March yeah, exactly. And April, but I guess with the March thing, they kind of wanted to like inter- it's International Women's Month that month, so they sort of wanted to go for that. Which I totally, yeah, that makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, and the, like Avengers films always come out in May and April, so that's sort of that's where they make the big bucks. So I mean, I guess it it could work out, and I feel like Captain Marvel's role in Endgame is going to be big anyway. So you are going to need to see the Captain cl- Marvel. The closer and closer they get, the less chances there are for like spoilers, maybe or stuff like that, Perhaps. or other things. Because there was an interesting bit. Let's t- yeah, let's start on the um, let's start on the Avengers trailer. Uh, Avengers TV spot, sorry. Because there was a scene where there's a load of different characters and then there's just this, like, gap and it's hinting that there might be a missing Avenger there. So it could be a Captain Marvel. They don't want to spoil that she's in there quite yet. Yeah. There are some speculations going around because it's Bruce Bruce Banner's there, but just as Bruce Banner. There was um, rumours going around that Bruce and Hulk maybe are split into two separate people, so there's going to be a uh, okay. thingy there. Um, it could be Ant-Man, but they already show Ant-Man in the rest of the TV spots. But there's just... They, they, you know what? Even like 30, 40, 40 seconds, they've managed to make the internet it, speculate just by... It could be Jack out. of Hearts. Yeah, it could be. It could be Jack of Hearts. It could be absolutely anyone. It could be... It, it, it could be um, who else was rubbish? Captain Brother Britain. Voodoo. Captain it could Britain. be Brother Voodoo. It could be Captain Britain. They finally get representation. It could, it could, it could be... It could be... Be anyone. It could be Master of Kung to. Fu, Shang Chi. It could be we're anyone. Talking about doing a film with him. Or something. It could be anybody. But yeah, what I did like about this trailer to sort of like, we'll bring it back and sort of go more into order is I liked that they start because I was at cool. I was like, at first I was like, oh cool, they started with this new kind of like intro and then they, obviously they had the Marvel logo fading. But what yeah, I, really, I liked that it what faded I like a snap. A couple more watches because I was like, oh Spider Man's in it, and then I was like, wait. And then I rewatched it again and again. So you know the, the, you that beginning bit where there's like all the different characters, all the iconic moments, and it's taken in this weird sort of to- like um, photographic tone. They've changed it. It's not a sepia tone, another kind of tone. I didn't really do photography. I know sepia tone, but that's about it. But they did this sort of mess with it. All the heroes that they show for those promo things are people who've been dusted. So they show all these different heroes. Then they had the Marvel logo dusting, and I was like, that is very cruel. Clever though, clever but so cruel, so so cruel. A little bit trolley. That was very uh, sweet. I also liked. Um, we mentioned uh, with our like trailer reaction, there was the support group and stuff like that. But they clearly some time has passed since Infinity War because they managed to get like posters and stuff like that. And like we are dealing with a world that's like well dealing with what happened. Yeah, like um, how to deal with uh, the support group for how to deal with the people you've lost because it's a 
it's an like it's an immense thing losing someone in general. Just like if someone, um, you know, passes like death. Yeah, exactly. But this is like a big like. It's more than just one person. It's like a everyone will have lost half of the people they know. Exactly. Um, unless you don't know many people, and you're just like, oh, what's everyone can. But th- we we do get this sense of that world because like everywhere just looks like it's been abandoned, like the sports fields yeah. and all that. We joked as well. He was saying um, maybe that support group is the same one that Frank Castle. Like it could be the same room that Frank Castle uses, or maybe like yeah, a Falcon from Winter that. Soldier. Imagine if they clash there. Frank Castle's like, I've got stuff to deal with as well, you know. But um, yeah, um, sorry, I've sort of hogged this. But, but Rocket, Rocket was in it, which was Rocket. important to me because he wasn't in the previous. He's got his comic trailer. book uh, gear as well. Yeah, is the Galaxy. Rocket from. The- I'm very pleased that there was some Rocket. I imagine, yeah, I reckon him and Frank Castle will get on. I do. The guns and stuff like I that. Do. But he's, he's going to be mourning so hard because apart know. from uh, Nebula, he's the only guardian there. I, to- I told you my what what made me cry yeah. was Rocket. So, But yeah, we did. And we saw Nebula and Iron Man together for a bit, so maybe we did. And like I said, with that missing uh, Avenger thing, they're all looking at something, so it's possible that they're looking at that ship. It's not the Milano, it's the new one now. That that's where Iron Man and Nebula come in. The, yeah. I'm just hoping they all group. To, I imagine they're all going to be grouped together. They're all going to assemble. Whether they're going to say it or not, is this the film they say? Maybe they say assemble? it. It was teased a lot in Age of Ultron at the end. They cut they it. They didn't know. Maybe it's this is the one. Although they half of them have disassembled, so maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Wow. I did like the big powerful line for me that seems to stuck out with, stick out with this trailer was that most move on, not us. Now I'm paraphrasing there, but like yeah, that, was, yeah, yeah. that was like Steve Rogers' big thing. It's like there are so there are those sport groups there. Maybe people are trying to like get over it, but they're like, no. And also he was in that sport group sort of like biting his tongue. I was like, is he gonna what's he doing here, mate? Like but the worst part is for people who aren't the superheroes. You don't know what's happened. No, exactly right. You're like, what is going on? I hope they do cover that. They put some civilian kind of aspect into it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking like Marvel's kind of level of, oh, of, yeah, of civilian. Oh, yeah, whole... But it would still be nice to see... They do a whole separate film. Yeah, well, they could do. They could do. It. They'd oh, make money like from a, it. Why like would... a spot, in it, Like a mm-hmm. um, YouTube or like a, one, cool. a one shot they started doing but then disappeared, stopped mm-hmm. doing. I would be down to see some of them. I would. I know it's taking humour in a very sad thing, but did you see the Team 4 stuff with Daryl? And Daryl getting a new flatmate and stuff like that. He got um, the Grandmaster as a new flatmate. It would be funny no. to see Daryl like, just be like, everyone I know has gone. But I'm still stuck with Grandmaster, and he's just there, like. Hey. Yeah. But I reckon that's a bit too comedic. Although I can mm. see Taika Waititi just doing it anyway, and just being like, "Yeah, you can mix." It's sad comedy. You can take humour from even the saddest of things. Um, I feel like we can't uh, overlook uh, any more Endgame thoughts before we sort of go to Captain Marvel and give her her time. You see, I was more interested in Captain Marvel. I know what's going to happen in Endgame, whereas there's less less out there yeah so I, I, I also thought the Captain Marvel trailer was better actually I d- uh, yeah I didn't I enjoyed it and I feel like um, they've got that thing of they're allowed to show more stuff now yeah. whereas like Endgame they've still got to keep and, it a bit hush hush I think what it showed me was that I'm much more interested in the cinematic trailers than I am in TV spots. TV spots didn't give me enough. If yeah. you remember last week I whined about how there wasn't enough stuff on the Birds of Prey thing yeah, that I, I want a proper you old school 
proper trailer. You I want don't want all this the cheesy malarkey. It, it just annoys me more than anything. You don't want a light snack. You want the full shebang, the full, Absolutely. The full meal. No, Absolutely. That's, that's fair enough in, like... Um, there are people who, like, there's, I admit, sometimes I get over and I watch almost every TV spot. I did it with Force Awakens and, like, mm. uh, Age of Ultron was the first one I did it for Marvel. I just watched it all and just like, oh, my God, this is because I just wanted it, wanted it all. But so, you sort of got to wean yourself off that sort of, because if you do it, it's, you almost end up seeing half the film or you just, yeah. you get it too much in your head or you make your own film in your head and you get sort of let down or you sort of just like, oh, I'm not really sure how I feel, like, when I first saw Age of Ultron in the cinema, it felt like I'd already, like, that wasn't my first viewing, if that yeah, makes sense that's for no some good. of it. But for some of it, I was still like, oh, this is good. But then also, that it, that first Age of Ultron trailer was so good, and the film just wasn't that. Like, it, it was good, but it wasn't that good. Mm. But yeah, this TV, I liked that she was doing more piloting. We sort of saw, like, more of that. More of, like, the Earth-based yes. stuff. Yes, it was very... Yeah, it, it yeah. was cool. It was much cooler, I thought. And she legitimately trained with the Air Force, which is dope. Like, that's full-on commitment. I'm really excited and we kept And we kept seeing the cuts on Nick Fury's eyes. I, I reckon it could be... It, there's potential that there's a... Um, bit of editing mischief going here, and he's going to have the eye missing the whole time, so every time he's got the cut, they literally just go... Uh, okay. But that's for people to speculate. That's pretty sucky. Um, oh, no, they did it with four. Uh, Ragnarok, there was lots of changes, like, with his eye. Mm. It's just to avoid spoilers. But I'm still betting there was a, one of the feedbacks. Um, it was, like, on the news, the comic book news sort of sites, is that apparently the cat's the show stealer. I reckon he's taken that I one. like cats. And we speculated when we were doing our trailer reaction that maybe... Um, and there's a scroll cat. Yeah, it could be a scroll cat. <laughs> so one of the cats, like, I reckon one of the early scenes would be really funny if Nick Fury's like, I trust you, goose. And then later on, because it's, it's the whole thing of, like, with Winter Soldier's like, scroll kitty. I used to trust someone. But yeah, like, I mean, it's probably uh, going to be Mendo. It's probably going to be Mendo or, kitty. you know, Captain Marvel. Oh, no, he's not Captain Marvel. Or Jude Law's character. It's probably going to be someone like that. It's not going to... But I kind of think it'd be funny if it was the cat. I would love it if it was the cat. It would just be hilarious. But yeah, so the Super Bowl's past us now. We're, we're rolling it away. We're throwing it away. There you mm. go. I go don't on. even know Touchdown! Uh, we're talking a bit <laughs> about, finally, definitely, This it's we finally know where Ben Affleck stands with Batman. He's not doing it anymore. He's not. Uh, oh, I've actually, I've gone on trend today. I'm wearing both Marvel and Batman, so I'm, like, fully developed on the news here. But Batman, uh, Ben Affleck, Baffleck, Baffleck. Is, <laughs> Baffleck is finally out. He's um, he's wished uh, Matt Reeves and the Batman team best of luck. They're releasing the film in 2021. It's finally happening, but he's like, no, I'm done, because he's always sort of been... So like, he's going to appear in that film? No, no, no. Oh, he's, he's like, not? He's okay. Just, he's like, best of luck with it, passing on the torch, and... I think it's very sad. It's disappointing because I think he was the best part. He was, well, one of the best parts of Batman v Superman. He did a really good, really good Bruce Wayne and um, Batman. And then you could sort of see in Justice League, like, all this just stuff and, horror, like, all the issues that was happening with, like, just the um, DCEU were taking a toll on him. He didn't look like he cared. He had a, a horrible think... breakup with his marriage and just everything just seemed to steamroll. And it's, it's, it's sad that sad. something so nice 
can just take such a sour. He, he was great. I, I, I'm the first to admit that I thought he was going to be terrible. I thought he was going to be a terrible Batman, and I will 100% say I was wrong. He was great. And I think it's very sad that probably the best part of the DCEU has quit. It's gone. So and, well, what, uh, what's left? It's 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 not and a he was, great he was so a great universe he was so pivotal as well um because Are they just he was almost in everyone actor or yeah yeah so there's rumors that um they're either going to go for like a younger batman story and sort of like so it's sort of almost separated from the universe or like oh, the story not se- no 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 not separated from the universe but like you know how wonder woman and Ackman are not like joker Oh, like how I, I could, like it's you tell their own Batman story, then it's there's also rumors that they might do like a Dick Grayson might take over as Batman, which would be cool, or they might just go um, like they did with Mark Ruffalo and just like, oh no, it's just a new Batman. There's rumors. <laughs> One of the speculations at the moment is like Robert Pattinson from the Vampire from Twilight. Which, you know... Please, no. no. He could be a good actor. There's been people who've been in horrible stuff and ended up doing good stuff, especially in superheroes um, and the superhero thing. Like, Chris Evans did that Fantastic Four movie and now he's doing great as um, Captain America. It does it does happen, Mark. But, yeah, there's others like Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones and How to Train Your Dragon. He'd be brilliant. Um, John Hamm. There's, yeah, there's loads going be, about. It, it, I mean, I'm interested, there's but I, I think it's a great loss to... It, it's, it's a significant loss yeah. to a universe that isn't particularly good anyway. Yeah. Uh, I mean... They're losing the best part. Well, second best part, maybe, to Wonder Woman. Wonder, Wonder Woman? Uh, I nearly broke into song, but then I stopped myself. I'm glad um, you did. But, yeah, um, it is it is sad, and it's also... Um, it's sort of spinning off sort of um, stuff we were talking about last week uh, with Birds of Prey. Uh, what I didn't notice there last week when we were recording is there's a Joker tattoo that's crossed off in Harley. So it might be Jared Leto's going as well with the Joker. So we don't have a bat. At the moment, we don't have a Batman or a Joker. So it's kind of a weird DCU. That's but doesn't surprise me. But to be they, fair, they don't seem to have a clue. Yeah, like it. The one I want to take a positive out of this is really? the fact that this Batman film's actually going to happen now because it's 2021. They've put a date on it, and that was the. Uh, because this was a this was announced ages ago, but never had a year or a date on it. They were just like, we know we want to do a Batman film, and they also knew they wanted to do a Man of Steel sequel. That doesn't look like it's going to happen because Henry Cavill was so and so on whether he's coming back. But now it's like we can actually move on. We know it, ben, it's rats leaving a sinking we, ship. Is yeah, what but it is. we know that Ben Affleck is definitely no. Like he wanted to stay. It was apparently something with them. I don't know. It's his drama. But it's, um, yeah, it just means that we are going to get a Batman film and it's, you know, them working towards that, some sort of... That's my positive out of it anyway. Now, the positive vibes are going way sky high because the Invincible animated series that's coming on Amazon has just announced a stellar stellar cast so we've got it's Ste- pretty impressive we've got Stephen Yen from Walking Dead fame he's reuniting with uh, Robert Kirkman and he's going to play the main character uh, voice the main character Mark Grayson got J.K. Simmons got old J. Jonah Jameson it is is going to be Omniman who's Mark Grayson's um, dad and then some of the cast on here is like Sandra Oi from Kit That Killing Eve Seth Rogen who's going to be doing a live action film of this as well Gillian Jacobs from Community fame uh, Britta. I'm yeah. getting rid of the Britta. Yeah, um, there's some other people who have Walton re- Goggins, Z- who Zaza- has got some serious, Z- yeah. some serious stuff. Zaza Beats from Deadpool 2. Mark Hamill. I know. Mark Hamill. Best. What? Best. What? 
but like just Mark Hamill alone in geek culture is amazing, but he's such an incredible voice actor as he well. Is. I'm sort of hyped to who he's going to be. There's some people, uh, Gray, Gray, Gray Griffison, who's done some Avengers Assemble stuff. I think, You've got Michael Richardson from Young Justice. You've got Millis from uh, The Flash, who played Linda Park. So you've got people who've been in that geek culture, played those comic book characters, and also stellar voice characters, all on this one thing. And Ima- imagine if this was a cast of a show. Like yeah. a, a live action show, that would be an all star incredible. Cast. Like it's it's ridiculous. Stephen Yuen is thirty five. He couldn't play. No, no, he, he couldn't play the main. He couldn't play. Um, what's the main character? Mark called? Grayson. Mark Grayson. He couldn't play Mark Grayson on the live action. But and also believe in the fact that J K Simmons and him are related would be a bit like. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't really look very similar. Yeah. So I mean, this this couldn't be the live action cast. Yeah. But it's it's fan- it's fantastic. I'm speculating that Sandra Oi from Killing Eve might be the mum. But I did, like, um, for those of you who don't know Invincible, we touched a bit on it on Trade Off a few weeks ago. But it's a, it was my. Um it's my one image book that I read for the longest time whenever someone's like, oh, you're just... Some people like Mark would say, oh, you're just a child, you only read childlike stuff. I, go, I don't ever abuse you like that. Yeah, you all the time, this? all the time. Everyone knows, don't you? You imagine There's this. evidence now. See, you think you can hide away from it, but there's evidence on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Mixcloud, all the stuff <laughs> we're on, you can hear... Holy plug, me. Batman. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? That's pretty good, that. But, uh, yes, yeah, so that was always my one image book. was like, oh, I read Invincible because it's superheroes, but it's a bit darker, it's a bit more adult. Um, and basically, Mark Grayson is sort of the son of this world, like big, famous, basically Superman character in Omni Man, and he's sort of learning to grow up with it, but it's a more accepting thing. Like It's a, fa- it's almost like a family business, the superhero yeah. business. Like, that's the, f- the name of the first volume. Is like, um, it's like business is family or family is, bi- family is business or something like that. But one of the things is they parody a lot of superhero stuff. Like, they parody the Justice League a lot in uh, the second volume. So maybe some of these uh, voice characters will be those parodies. Or I think... Ma- I can't imagine all of them being on one episode. So I imagine through the series we're going to hear yeah. different voices. I, I think this is going to be brilliant. Like, it's... I, I, how can it not be? It's just epic. Like, and it's... it's and it's, it's got such great source material as well. Yeah. I, got, think, I think this has got hit... Written all right over it. It's got 24 volumes to work with, and I think it. Like, I'm glad it's getting the animated um, TV sit like series because it's a, Ryan Otley does some beautiful art in it, and just I kind of want to see the art come to life and like sort of live action. Live action, action. You can sort of lose that. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm so excited for this. This is also getting a movie as well. How mad! Like, it's time to get. If you if you were thinking about oh, well, I might read Invincible, now is the time well, to Robert read Kirkman it. Robert Kirkman is red so art, isn't he? Robert yeah. Kirkman is red art. The, the, he can do no wrong. He's got he's got The Walking Dead, Fear Outcast. of the Walking Dead, Outcast, yeah. and two potential Walking Dead spin-offs. No wonder they want his material. He is red hot. Exactly, and what a time! What a time to be him. I bet he's just like loving it. It's just because he's re- he's wrote all these. Like it's twenty four volumes of this. He's done like twenty four plus volumes of Walking Dead. So they. Uh, although Walking Dead are catching up to him, he can sit easy for a bit if it wasn't for the Walking Dead TV show being like, "Yeah, dude, no, we're catching up to him." It's like, but I wrote, so, I wrote so many volumes. I thought, yeah, you'd he's be, he's I, pretty prolific. I'd be a bit flustered. I'd be like, maybe this, uh, like, I think he stopped a load of his stuff just to catch up on Walking Dead. To be honest, mm. but I'm happy for him. I, like, it's I'm ace. buzzing that he's going to be on it. Um, yeah. Happy days, happy days. Last bit of news, we've uh, another... Well, this is foreshadowing, because we've got this on trade-off. Why the last man got um, picked up 
Um, was it by who was it by? Was it Amazon? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Amazon are picking up a Why the Last um, Man series. I don't know much about it. We're going to read it in trade off soon. So there's a bit of foreshadowing well, for, for you. For me, it's, uh, it's it's fantastic because it's been in development hell since 2010. That's, Oof, that's yeah, just, that's long. That's it's a wonderful, a wonderful comic book that really deserves an adaptation because it's it's it's. I'm 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 going to try not to spoil it too much, but it's it's a really cool, interesting, innovative feminist story, and it's oh. brilliant. And I loved it. And they've got. Uh, Barry Keoghan as the as Yorick, which looks cool. Yeah, and I'm interested how they're going to animate his pet monkey. <gasps> and um, wait, he's got a pet monkey. I might have to pull this a bit closer on trade off. Uh, <laughs> it's um, I I am really it's excited next week's about book. It. No, I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's a book that really deserves an adaptation, and I hope it's good because the comic books are sublime. Yeah, fingers crossed. Very yeah, there you go. More adaptations everywhere, and I just love it. Just more comic book stuff. Bring it all. We'll take it all. But what are your thoughts and feelings? We want to know. You can either comment below if you're listening on YouTube. We've got a Facebook group that you can join. Join the discussion. You can at us on Twitter or Twitter. Tumblr. Tumblr. Exactly. Fraser runs the Tumblr. I don't think I've even looked I, I at think the I run, Tumblr. I think I run all the social medias. <laughs> I run... Um, no, well, I do, the, I do like the... Like editing and podcast stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're the podcast. You're the podcast inside. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm the social. I'm the millennial. <laughs> I. But yeah, we're interested. We're, we're interested. We're interested to know what you all think. Uh, what are your thoughts and feelings on this? Are you a fan of the Super Bowl, or do you just watch the trailers? Just the trailers. They're the important parts. But that's uh, yeah. That's the news for this week. And now. Are you excited? I hope you're very excited. And I hope you listening at home are very excited. Because we finally got a pull up past theme and I've brought it. And I'm hoping you all enjoy it because I've had a whole journey with this. Right, let's hear it. Blooming theme. Let's hear it. Whoa. Oh, that was lovely. Well done, dear. Thank you. So this is a section of the show called Pull or Pass. So we take a look at three comic books that have come out this week, usually three, sometimes more, um, but at least three comic books, and we say whether we're going to pull on them or pass on them. And if you're like, what do you mean by pull? Don't worry, I've got your back. Every week I've got your back. Basically, when you go into your local comic book store and you pick up a issue, let's say you pick up this lovely book here, a bit of Vindication... And you pop it to be on the desk, uh, you go to pay for it, the clerk at the desk will ask, oh, do you want to add this to your pool? So whenever, and if you say yeah, um, like most people do whenever they're asked the question at the desk, just go, uh, yeah, do you need a loyalty card? No, I do not need a loyalty card, you're thinking in your head, but you just blurt out yes, and then you signed up for like 50. <sighs> Speaking from experience. Um, but when you when you say <laughs> you yes, basically, whenever a vindication book comes out, a two, three, four, five billion, uh, they'll leave it behind for you. It's sort of like a subscription service, but less intense, less, we need your money every week, we need you to set up a direct debit. Yeah. Basically, it's just chilled out, they'll have it back for you. You, you can, can basically go on payday and go in a big fat yeah. pile of comic books and like I like, do. Oh, what's on my pool and they just go here you go and you can take stuff off your pool and on it's just and it's a nice way to sort of get the get to know the people at your comic book store and make yourself feel a bit more at home at the comic book store um but yeah so basically the three books we've been looking at this week are the first one we're going to look at touch upon is old man quill by marvel now we restrict ourselves by picking one marvel book dc book and one book basically from each publisher a week i'm very heartbroken 
because I had to choose between... It's like Sophie's Choice. I had to choose between Old Man Quill and Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky. I, I wanted you to wanted to choose Daredevil, but you seem to go for Old Man Quill. No, well, no, Old Man Quill's... Like, wait, don't worry, guys, though, because I managed to turn this frown upside down because we're talking about... We're going to talk about Daredevil. We're going to do a double bill. When the second issue comes out, we're going to talk about one and two. Don't worry, that guys, I managed, I managed to jam it in because, you know, I need my Chip Zdarsky, Phil. Um, and I was also really excited to see where this Old Man Quill sort of led because it's... Um, it's based off the famous Old Man Logan series. Um, so, so far in this, we've had Old Man Logan, we've had Old Man Hawkeye, who was a big part of that original story. And now the w- guy who wasn't really part of uh, the original story, um, well, because he was in space and the wastelands were sort of in Earth, is Old Man Quill. So this is a cool, interesting take. They're sort of taking that universe and popping it into space. Um it is an alternative sort of thing, so there are some things that are different to the main continuity, which I sort of picked up on. I was like, oh, nice. But um, before we get into all that, what were your thoughts on the bookmark? Well, I like that they're expanding that universe and they're kind of like acknowledging that, you know, this is the Marvel universe, but slightly different. So obviously there's going to be the space stuff. And the, I, I think Star-Lord was the right, probably the right character to pick yeah, for that. Pick. Yeah, yeah. So these, you know, popular popular Guardians, you know, that like the biggest, um, biggest sellers and stuff like that. The films have done great. Also, what's uh, really cool about this is we actually see the Guardians and they're all old as well. <laughs> right. Here's the thing. I do feel a bit like Star-Lord is the... Work with me on this. He is the Buffy of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. He is the dull main character where all the interesting characters revolve around. I don't really... He's he's fine, yeah, and he's here. He's heroic, but he's not very interesting. But all the other characters around him yeah. make it a brilliant comic book, similar to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. She's actually a bit dull, but all the characters like Giles and and Xander and Spike and Angel yeah. and everyone that revolves around her makes that one the greatest television show, one of the greatest television shows yeah. I've I've ever I've ever loved, and I do feel that. I was I was concerned that if it was just going to be Quill on his own, it might not work for me. Yeah. So I was really glad that they brought glad in the Guardians, and I love that they're old as well. Well, the thing for me that, um, just to sort of move, like carry on with that point, is that um, the Star-Lord character for me in Guardians of the Galaxy, especially for that first film, because it was a bizarre concept that they sort of had to introduce audiences to, yeah. and it worked out to a great degree. The Star-Lord character for me is, is a Greek term that you can use or whatever, but he sort of represents us because he is that Earth being, being thrusted into the everyman. this bizarre world. The yeah. the, the, so the, he's the Wesley of, Crusher. There's, yeah, there's that, there is a character in Greek tragedies or whatever that's supposed to be the audience, so you, they play the audience. Yeah. R2-D2 and C-3PO are that in Star Wars. It's why they're in every Star Wars movie apart from Solo, which is why Solo, never mind. Um, not going to get into that. Puh. But, like, Star-Lord's sort of our way in. So he's like, oh, he's the Earth guy, you know. Oh, he's got 80s nostalgia. Oh, we like that. So it's always sort of been that. It was really interesting to see. So in the comics, uh, it's different in the films. His, uh, he's half uh, Earthling, half um, Spart- it's Spartaz. I think it's the way it's, pr- it's... I couldn't pronounce it. I can spell it. Huh. I can't pronounce it. But um, basically, he comes from royalty, and in the main continuity, he goes away for that royalty, and it doesn't really work out too well for him, and he gets grounded, put it back on Earth, and everything sort of goes tits up for him. But in this continuity, 
the move there worked out for him. He's royalty, he's got a family, it's all well and nice. Yeah. Until it's not so well and nice, and then we're like, oh yeah, we're in the old man Logan, we're in the old man universe where everything's horrible and morbid and dystopian. So I did sort of like that sort of, it, it illustrated that it is a different universe and sort of just being like, yeah, even if that did work out for him, it's not going to work out for, all sweet for him for too long. We still got to get the horrible well, it'd be stuff. it very boring in. if it did. Exactly, yeah. He can't have a nice life, jeez. But I like that he's just, he's totally given up. He's like, again, that sort of seems to be the super thing when you get old, just like, oh no, this is too much. And like, Rocket being old but still loving with a cane, still still loving like his gun tone. Yeah, we're murdering. Woo, this is great. I, lo- I loved with- how Mantis was damaged by her powers. Yeah. I thought that was that was a really a nice toll, take on it. That she's she's been d- really kind of like mentally scarred because of her skills, and that that that, that was really nicely done. Yeah, really sensitive she, stuff. Because not like every superhero sees so much, but she sees so much yeah, more, and exactly. it's just like. Exactly. It takes its toll, and I like how Gamora still sort of knows Quill, and this sort of I don't know. There's a bit of there's a bit of something there, a bit of mm. something, maybe a bit of romance kindling, maybe. Um, but yeah, I did enjoy that gutted Groot's not there. We, I'd, I'd like to know where, why, and where he is. I don't think it's going to be a nice one. I think. Probably not. I think he did it, which is very sad. But uh, I really enjoyed it, and I'm interested to see um, more of it. Really, um, yeah, I'm keen to see where they go with it because they're. The last, not to spoil it, but uh, the last page, they land, and you're sort of like, oh, okay, now we see where this is going. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was exceptional. Yeah. I didn't dislike it, but I wouldn't go as far as saying that I loved it. Oh, I I really enjoyed it, and it made me want to explore more, and it it made me want to see more old man or old woman stuff, like see more of these yeah, I mean, For, for me, different... it's something that I would pick up out of interest on trade, but it is a yeah. pass for a, for a monthly yeah. for oh, a monthly comic. Don't worry, Marvel, you've got my money. <laughs> it's a pull from me. Um, but yeah, no, really enjoyed it. And don't worry, um, Chips Zdarsky, Marvel, Daredevil, I'm probably going to pull them as well. Looking forward to that too. Dead keen for that. Now, the second book that we're covering this week is Batman issue 64 now if you're worried you're like Fraser starting on a 64 but that's not a one don't worry guys it's part one of a cool story um, Mark's going to tell you the story because he's got it oh no he's not I'm going to pass it here so I can read it it's called The Price of Justice now this is a cool crossover with Batman and the Flash it's going to be four issues they've done this in the past with the button where it'd be like an issue of Batman will um, tell one part issue of flash will tell a second three four so feel free like don't worry guys don't get intimidated by the fact it says 64 the flash one will say 64 as well and 65 and 65 it's totally fine they've got you here they've got you covered they hold your hand and it's a nice little one-off story that in the future would be a trade that people just read straight off yeah because there's a load of trades now that people read like just dive into like a civil war or something that have a load of backstory before it um but it doesn't matter because for some reason when it's in a trade, I think people's minds just go, it's fine. But as soon as you see the issue numbers, it does terrify people. Not going to lie, it did terrify me. But then once you start to know, everything's fine. So this is, yeah, first part of a story. What did you think of the, uh, the well, introduction of this? I didn't like the cover art to begin with. I thought it was a little bit cartoony and I didn't, I didn't like it. And that put me off to begin with. Yeah. And then that's, that's just a Flashy style though. That's uh, no, the Flash, yeah. Flash and then. And Batman's style. And then within the first two pages, it said, uh, this takes place before the current story of Batman. 
Yeah. Or, or, obviously, I paraphrase that. So what that means is there is literally zero peril to Batman because we know he survives. Batman is not under threat. He can't break a bone because he hasn't got any broken bones in the current storyline that they're halfway through. He can't be killed because he's in the current storyline that they're halfway through. That really, really irritated me. They've, 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 they should have found a way to make it a, content, a continuity that didn't affect the current continuity. I, I, it, it, it just means yeah. there's zero to threat so, for Batman. To so, it's, yeah, it's awful. Yeah. That's awful as no, far as I'm No, but the thing say. is, it's like this... It's like 61 and 63. They've got something else going on. I don't want to say Batman's like not in peril because, oh, they won't kill Batman because he's got loads of things. It's that thing of this story isn't about, oh, is Batman going to die? Is Flash going to die? The story about this is it's more of a detective one. And I don't know if it's still. This will be, no, I think this might be a lack of like reading DC Rebirth that might be it. Basically, Batman and the Flash, there's this big thing with Rebirth about them. They are not going to kill. I can guarantee now they are not going to kill Batman and the Flash before they face Doctor Manhattan, because they did the like I mentioned before. They did this big story with the button. There was this big mystery with Rebirth, and basically they're introducing um, the Watchmen into it, and the the button from Watchmen was there, and so they sort of they did it because um, these two. Um, as well as being incredible superheroes, are two of the best detectives in the DC universe. Absolutely. So they're, so they're, that, they're using that part of the story. That it's not a story where they're like, oh, will Batman and Flash make it out alive? Tune in next time or pick up the next issue to find out. This is more like, this is them work. It's more of a detective story. So it's like if you're watching Law and Order, you're not wondering, oh, are these guys in Law and Order going to die? It's like, are these guys going to catch who they need to? Because did, one mystery I'm in the moment... I'm just saying that there's no peril in it. He, no, the, he's not under threat. But and I, I feel that... If I don't the, think that's a negative, though. I wouldn't this is take a, that as a negative. If this is a, am I going to pull this... Uh, am I going to pull this storyline? I just... They, they really shouldn't be interrupting a story halfway through for another story just because it's a crossover. No, I, I think that's bobbins. No, it's to reassure readers because there is a lot of... If you're reading this every week, you, like, you would need to know, like, I... Like when I was reading, because um, they did a similar one with the Titans and stuff like that, it's interesting to know. It, you need to know where this takes place because there is information. I agree. I just there's think a, it's badly managed. No, no, but there's information in six. Like there'll probably be information in sixty one and sixty three that if they what if this did happen afterwards, it'd be a different thing. So you never know. In sixty one or sixty three, someone like Batman could be dead or something. He's not. Don't worry, guys. But like, just, it's important that they do that. I just think it's naff. I think I think you're coming out of a trade. Uh, Absolutely not. If you're reading this weekly and you were halfway through a storyline and they interrupted it for a uh, crossover, that's annoying. No, but it's not. It's like... So issue 63 finished with a cliffhanger for a previous story and this is issue 64. No, 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 no. They're telling a new story. No, no, no. No, what it is, it's, it's events before... It's What it says is this the events of this happen it's a timeline thing this story takes place before the events of batman 61 to 63 yeah, and yeah. we'll resume in batman 66 so they've chopped a story in half to shoehorn in to do a this, this 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 crossover and i think personally that that's naff but people have got to wait 3 months to see what happens in the current storyline that they were reading that's naff. Yeah, but people want to read a Batman and Flash crossover. People, uh, more people will be interested in this Batman Flash crossover than what's happening in Batman. Well, I mean, that maybe might be me being brave. But I, I, I think that's naff. Personally, they should have finished the storyline before they moved on, before they interrupted it with something else. But no, that's, it's just not how it works because they've got to do it. They've got to do it over two books. They've got to do it Flash. Yeah, and I, Batman. I, I, I agree, but they could have. But anyway, that better. aside, what did you think of the story? It was okay. Uh, the, 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 the baddie was interesting. 
with uh, again the um, explanation about what your powers do to you, not dissimilar to the Mantis thing in yeah. Old Man Quill. She she was dying because of her powers, and I liked that. Um, and Batman was suitably dark, not the um, not the kind of like hokey Batman that you sometimes get. It was okay, um, but I didn't think it was great. Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed it because one of my favourite characters in it, Wally West, and uh, spoilers for Heroes in Crisis, he's not doing so well in that. He, he deaded. And sort of like, I liked that toll that Batman took. Like, Batman took that. He always sort of does. He always takes deaths hard. Like, Jason Todd is a, like a reoccurring thing is him taking Jason Todd murder. So, like, it, that was a wounding thing for him. And he always sort of reflects back on that and seeing that with Wally West and Flash is like trying to be like, no, like Barry's trying to be like, Bruce, I know what you, I know what you like. And I liked their dynamic. I absolutely adore their dynamic, especially in Rebirth. They've done some incredible yeah, stuff with th- it. Yeah, that, that was good. There um, was an interesting combination of like the Flash and Batman are yeah. jaded and then it gave you a flashback to um, the younger Flash oh, and, and I Robin. Loved, I loved and that the was, flashback that was, of uh, yeah, that was nice. Flash and Robin. That was and it, so it gave cute. you a really good context and it gave you a really good um it, 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 it gave it a really good context and i liked that yeah it was it was the de- oh man that got me with the deep cuts because i was like oh man look at him it's like young justice teen titans all the good stuff that i i loved um so and it was nice to sort of see yeah it's just the dynamic i think between batman and flash is really strong like the usual team up is usually batman and superman and they've got a sh- great dynamic but it's nice to see just it's nice to see Justice members, Justice League members interacting when it's not just the whole Justice League. When it is, you know, like two individuals, and it's it's like the team up books, like Marvel's two in ones. I do like it, um, and which is why I like these kind of books. It, it you know it gives you a break from the story that's happening, and it's you know it's just you can set your mind at ease of that. And um, but yeah, what else did I wanted to say about it? Oh yeah, Heroes in Crisis. Um, I hope they figure out. Who did all this? And I'm hoping it's not Booster Gold. I really hope it's not Booster Gold. Please, Booster Gold, just stay, stay good. But um, yeah, for me, it's going to be um, it's definitely going to be a pull. I want to see where this, uh, the rest of the three issues take this story, and no, I want to see if they actually, me. if they actually solve something, unlike the bottom, which was left again on a cliffhanger. But it was a cool cliffhanger. Uh, the last book we're going to talk about is Vindication by Image. Now, what were your thoughts on the book? Well, obviously, this was my choice, and um, it's a, it's a story about obsession and victimization, and the the book heavily focuses on what well what I, I consider the bad guy. Most people, I suspect, would consider the bad guy, and that's quite a brave thing. If if the majority of the book is about the the, the police officer, the, the police officer, the corrupt police officer who's obsessed about someone who he put away um, uh, who was innocent and he's convinced that he's not. He's, he's, it's, I like how it explores that he clearly doesn't think he's the bad guy. Yeah. He thinks that this guy did it. Every, everyone's the hero of their own story. Yeah, right. But that this is very much the an exploration into a bad person who doesn't know they're a bad person. There are some baddies who, you know, know that they do bad stuff. But this guy is so blinkered to his own faults and his own... Well, not evil, because it's not deliberate. It's, yeah, but his, it's, own, his own sort of, like, corruption and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's, it's great. I... 
I, yeah, I, I really liked it. See, for me, I really, I, really liked it. I um, I, I get, I get your take and where you're taking it from. The take I got was that they were leaving it very ambiguous. Yeah, um, th- th- I think there is a level could, of ambigu- no, ambiguity. Ambiguity there. That, like, um, it could, yeah, maybe he's corrupt, or maybe he's he is like. Everyone else is see, like maybe this guy isn't innocent. Like it could be fifty yeah. fifty, and I think that's what makes me want to pull this is because I want to see which way they go with it because they've left it open. I feel yeah. If, I feel if like he's... I feel like you've got it in your mindset that like oh no this uh, cops corrupt or whatever he but does it something could be. at the start that makes him a bad person yeah. but he may not actually he be corrupt be. It yeah i agree it could it's, be a moment it's fascinating it's what i love about it is and the cover is really cool it's like a black and white picture of america it's like a, a prison cell sort of holding on and that's it alludes to like one of the key themes of it is like that prison cell and like america being um you know, a bit corrupt, to be honest, especially with their police and stuff. But it also, for me anyway, hints that it maybe this story isn't so black and white. Like you're supposed to, you're supposed to yeah. always second guess. Like, oh, maybe the maybe the criminal did commit the crime, and he's just got everyone. He's an unpleasant man who yeah. is a bully and did stuff that isn't cool. But is he corrupt? We don't know that for sure. Yeah, exactly. I don't like him. I, I'm not. I don't think you're supposed to like. No, him. I, I think. Don't, yeah, I you really totally want to see him get his comeuppance. But he might be right. He could be right, and I think and that's, that's fascinating. That's what they're leading with it. Yeah, I don't think it's so cut and dry. It's like he could. He's, the, be he's right. a bad guy, but is yeah. he a corrupt bad guy? Yeah, and I think um, yeah, even that, like to fair with the criminal, like he is a he is a victim of the horrible stuff that's going a lot around in America. Like he's prisoned basically because he's black. Like that's what it seems like, and that's what the sort of um, sort of one side of it is. Like that's what you're supposed to sort of take out of it. That oh maybe that is just why. And then when he comes out of prison, his only he gets like two hundred dollars, and the only way he can rebuild his life is by going back into like he said, oh I'm going to have to get dealing or something. You know, he's going to have to go back into this world of crime, and it just sort of shows. It's absolutely how, appalling, really. But it also shows that like it's a reflection on America. Like literally, like this is. It's two sides of the stories. They're both kind of like the the two sides are awful. It's and a like, politicized. The book, thing is, as well, very much both so. characters could be meaning to do well. Like the police officer, like, no, I want to take over this criminal. And this criminal is just sort of like, look, I'm a bad guy, but I'm not this bad. So they both could be good, and it's just, in fact, the system that's messing with him. It's pretty bleak, or, actually. Or really. one could <laughs> be things or, pretty bleak. Or one of them could be straight up bad, and the other one's just being. Uh, done in, but that's why victimized. that's why I'm pulling because I want to see yeah absolutely. where it goes. I'm pulling on this as yeah. well. It's um, I, I, it's it strikes me that it could very very easily and very very quickly be picked up to be a TV drama as well. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely, it, that that, yeah, that, yeah. that that story would work very very well on a um, limited like yeah of course like BBC six episode like show that, or something. I think it might yeah yeah it's, an, it's very BBC isn't it? I'll need an American thing. I think or if an American uh, if an American company's got the uh, cojones to it. <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? The, the this comic book is very politicized. Clearly making a statement about the corruption within the police and. The the, the the prison system doesn't work, and the innocent people are put away. Yeah, and or and or guilty people are released. Or, yeah, exactly. and, uh, so it's it's yeah because he is released early as well. So there is that thing of well, he's released early because they found evidence that proved that he shouldn't have been put away. It's, yeah, yeah. It's it's a very clever, very dark, very always leak political comic book, and that's fantastic. Always keeps you guessing now. 
we don't want to guess. We want to know what uh, all your thoughts were. Um, if you checked any of these books out, if you checked something else out, what was on your poll this week? What did you pass no on? No Daredevil spoilers, though. Yeah, no spoilers. Um, did you pass on anything? Um, are you, are you, after listening to this, do you want to check out these books? I'd recommend them. I'd recommend all three, to be honest. Um, but yeah, we want to know. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Tumblr, wherever. Wherever. We want to know your thoughts. Uh, yeah, so we've had a, we've had a jam-packed week. I hope you guys uh, have enjoyed the show. Unfortunately, we don't have time for trade-off this week. Um, but exciting. We're going to mention it on here. We're possibly thinking about extending the show. If that's something you guys be interested in, please do let us know. We're just there's, we're there's running out too of time. much to talk about. Yeah. What we want to do over February is, because it's LGBT History Month, we want to talk about some LGBT trades. So that is the plan. That's the plan. With, we just haven't the, got time for it today. Yeah, so we've <laughs> got one more that's slipped under the radar, but hopefully we'll be able to uh, find a way to find a time for it. But yeah, um, that's us for this week. Mike, you going to say your line? I am. We've had a fab time. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Great Scots! It's been almost an hour. What the devil are they doing? Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook. And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week Radio Show.